Um, and there's a whole lot to get to. We've got to talk about Danielle Smith and the Coots 4 because Tucker asks Danielle Smith about the Coots 4. And in my opinion, she gives a pretty bullshit answer. Like, I, I think it's subpar, very subpar. And I'll show you a couple of supporting documents to the degree where I almost have to say, what's your game, Danielle Smith? Honestly. And I wish that I, I wish that, that question died with Mr. Kenny. Jeepers Creepers. Anyway, as I said, lots to get to. Let's get to it. First, we have to start with the terrorist attack that happened in Edmonton yesterday, if you can believe it. And I mean, I'm reporting on it, so here it is. Uh, Joe Roberts says, Benzai Savar has been charged in yesterday's terror attack at Edmonton City Hall. Among the reasons he gave in a video recorded just before he entered the building was to rise against leaders responsible for genocide in Gaza. The global intifada is here. And so this is a 20-second video. I've got a five-minute video. Still, the whole video is not released. In this four-minute video, it's a different message than the Israel message, but he's he's talking about Israel and Gaza and all the rest of it. So here's the first 20 seconds. Here we go. Leaders, officials, and anybody that has hands into this um, corruption, into this genocide that's going on in Gaza and throughout the world, anybody that is uh, destabilizing other countries, hurting their community, uh, what do you call, should feel ashamed of themselves. And inshallah, we will rise against you guys and we'll put you on trial. Leaders, so that's one. Here's two. He's the the video has three times he basically says the same thing. He goes through basically what he's saying here three times in this four minute video. I'm only going to show about a minute of it just to get an idea of, of what he's saying. Okay, here we go. Assalamualaikum, brothers and sisters. Um, before I do my mission, I want you all to know that I'm not a psychopath. I do not believe in bloodshed. I am not one of these monsters that hurt children, that hurt innocents, and that promote wars or uh, the civilization of our society. I'm just tired of seeing the tyranny and corruption taking over our society and our lives. Um, good, honest, and God-fearing men and women must be our doctors, law enforcement, diplomats, politicians, and teachers that raise up, uh, rise up against this wokeism disease that's leading our generation into deception. We need good men and women in all workforces uh, to promote a pro-human life. We need to rise up against this uh, inflation, housing crisis, the unrest uh, that's happening between us because of multiculturalism due to religion, race, and all that stuff. This needs to come to an end with one another. And or anything or anyone that um, leads us into destruction, we must rise and put a stop into it. Leaders. Okay, and then he says the same thing. It's basically the same speech again, over and over, three times, four times. And little variant, like little variations and things like that. Details change, but fundamentally, that's the the same message over and over. Uh, Canadian Crime Watch. This is where I, I just stumbled on this. Like I didn't even think. I'm still not. I'm going to follow them now, I guess. Um, but I just came across this. This wasn't like CBC, CTV. You know, blah 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 news. Shel take shelter. There's a you know shooter in Edmonton City Hall. Nothing. I didn't see anything like that. Right. I would have shown it to you. The only thing I saw was this kind of small Twitter account talking about this, right? 2,300 followers. So Benzai Savar, 28, faces firearms and arson charges. No, no terrorist charges? No terrorist charges. Arson charges and firearms charges after shots fired and Molotov cocktail brought inside Edmonton City Hall on Tuesday. Video appearing to be Savar ranting in his car about political corruption and the genocide in Gaza. Can you imagine if... And, and I just want to preface this with, I wouldn't do 
anything like this. I completely disagree with going into a city hall with a Molotov cocktail and a gun and indiscriminately firing, right? It says man with a gun and Molotov with a gun and Molotov cocktail storms Edmonton city hall firing randomly. I wouldn't do that. Um, I would never, ever do that. The points that he's making, I may have agreed with, but could you imagine if I sat on a video and again, I would never do this and made the same points he was saying, if you're trying to weaken us, um, God-fearing men and women have to be our law enforcement, all, all of these things, like the things he was saying, if I did that, if I did that and said that on a video, I have a feeling that I would have much more than arson and firearms charges. So this is I, shocking, shock. Are you shocked? I'm not, I'm, I'm shocked, but I'm not that shocked because, well, some people deserve terrorist charges and those and, and other people don't. And it depends on maybe your where you come from or your accent or maybe some other characteristics that I'm just not aware of right now. <laughs> Weird. What a crazy, what an absolute crazy thing, right? Um, Thomas Lazak, and he's a NDP MP, uh, MPP, uh, what are they called? MLA, MLA. Uh, says Danielle Smith today was a tragic day in Edmonton thankfully the incident at City Hall ended peacefully political tensions are high Alberta is more divided than ever I implore you to cancel your spectacle with Tucker Carlson and not inflame anger and division I mean really like there was a terrorist attack in the City Hall that we're actually just calling arson and firearm charges now because reasons and cancel your Tucker thing uh (laughs) I don't think they'd canceled anything when there were bombs going off in Edmonton and it, there were more than one. Like, it wasn't just one. There were more than one. Wasn't it at the rec center or something like that? Just wild stuff. Kirk is the one who noticed this NDP thing. He says, NDP ask Hister Thomas L. is in full derangement mode, begging for Danielle Smith to cancel her live event with Tucker Carlson because some nutcase in, because of some nutcase in Edmonton. Imagine being threatened by this, threatened this much by Tucker Carlson, Danielle Smith, and free speech, right? Yeah. Yep. Wild stuff. Absolutely crazy. So during the Tucker Carlson thing, Danielle Smith was asked, why don't you go visit them? Why don't you go visit those guys who are in jail? Like, you don't have to even politically intervene or anything like that. You can just go visit their jail. Like, why don't you do that? And she comes up with a song and a dance. And man, I swear I've seen liberals doing the same dance, right? I'll show you the dance. Here's her justifying it. And then I'll show you old articles talking about how much trouble she got in for talking about Archer Pulowski. There are people now, like... CTV News is what I'm going to show you for historical context here on this. It is a biased piece of media. It is trying to take down Danielle Smith. So they're going to put her in the worst light. I'm not necessarily trying to cast her in the worst light, but I am very skeptical about this bullshit answer that she gives Tucker Carlson here. Like super stinky bullshit because it's intolerable that this is happening in Edmonton and nobody's saying anything about it. Nobody, even the premier can't say anything. Got The justice has got to be hands, like arm's length impartial. The justice isn't. The judge donated to the liberals 26 times or something like that and is ignoring evidence. You could talk to your minister of justice in Alberta. You could say, find out what's going on here. Lean on this to make it happen faster because two years in remand. And the other part of this is she says, once the wheels of justice get turning on, on, certain cases you can't weigh in political you can't weigh in politically that's you're not supposed to do that the wheels of justice have not turned at all these men have maybe been charged but i don't know that they've been fully charged if they've been charged the due process that is supposed to happen after that speedy trial 
access to discovery, all of that stuff has not happened. So if I was Danielle Smith, I'd have my justice minister in my office every effing morning to find out why there hasn't this thing hasn't been assigned to a new judge overnight. I've, I've seen night court, man, they do that. I don't know if they do that in Alberta, but they could do that. There are things they could do and should do. And the fact that she's done nothing is not unforgivable, but absolutely begs me, me asking her, what's your game, Danielle Smith? What's your game, Danielle Smith? Here is Danielle Smith. After all that, make sure it's at one speed. Here we go. The Emergency Act were illegal and they chose to appeal rather than accept the judgment of the court. It's a lawless government acting in a lawless way. And I yes. have great sympathy for anyone who's been in the... Thank you for saying that. The Trudeau government's actions as of yesterday have been ruled criminal, and you describe them as lawless, which I think demonstrably they are. And given that the media outlets, the big ones in Canada, are organs of the state, literally, um, we don't really know anything about what these four men in the Peace Corps have been accused of doing. Don't you think it would send a powerful message to go visit them in jail and find out what they've been accused of? So, oh, man, hands tied. She just can't do anything about anything. Oh, gosh, darn it, right? Shucks, that's, that seems strange. And I'll show you legal opinions in just a second that, that show other people think that she probably could do something about it, but she's chosen not to. And why has she chosen not to? And even under mild pressure, Tucker Carlson asking, still maintains, no, I can't do anything. Here is Danielle Smith, and this is from October 21st, 2023. And Danielle Smith says, what a stellar event. Over a thousand of the most driven entrepreneurs and industry brand leaders come to Bantha, Alberta for the Gathering 2023 Summit. I would love Amazing Polly to do, I don't know, look into this just briefly if she has time, you know. Uh, But I, I thought it was funny because this is a black eye. Is this Danielle Smith getting her black eye? What's the black eye? Hold on. Let's just, let's just. Um, let's let let's let Roseanne talk about the black eye. She's just getting through here talking about how she accidentally got a black eye and then she put it on social media and the people thought that she's in the black eye club and he asks her, what's the black eye club? Buddy, I took a picture. They're like, oh, she's in the black eye club. I mean, saying I was a Satanist and shit. You what know, is sometimes the, what people, is... well, I don't know. It's something, some kind of ritual they do. Okay. And they all got a black eye. Oh, but sometimes people, you're saying, 
Something. Sometimes you just fall down and hit your eye. Yeah. You can't go, that's what I was saying, that they just go way too far with it. So, yeah, this is me going way too far with this. Hold on. It's also one eye, right? Uh, celebrities covering a single eye. So the one all-seeing eye, that's a, that's a huge trope in celebrity and things like that. Here's a video showing all of the examples of this celebrities covering their eye, right? So there's, this is very, very symbolic, okay? And the black eye as well, symbolic in and of itself, but it's, it's all the same symbology. And is this Danielle Smith getting her black eye, right? And it seems very innocuous. She talks about cults. She talks in her statement about this being very culty right at the beginning here. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for that kind introduction. You know, an entry appeared in my in my uh, calendar saying I was going to a cult gathering. <laughs> How am I going to explain that one to the media? But Snickers was up on the board, so I feel like you guys are pretty mainstream. So Snickers, PepsiCo, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, super mainstream. So I just thought all of that was very strange. And Courageous Knight says, hey, Mark, here's the evidence Danielle Smith can grant amnesty or pardons. She would have to go through a procedure. She'd have to put a framework together. But this is him pointing this out. So credit where it's due. Thank you, sir or madam. Um, and CTV News Edmonton. This is from a while ago. This is from January 16th, 23, a year ago. Holy cow. Um, Alberta Premier Danielle Smith. Oh, I'll skip to here. Uh, Law professor Lorian Hardcastle says there is a way. If you have the last name Hardcastle, if you don't become a professor, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> it's like if your first name is Jeeves. Like I, <laughs> you might be a butler. Okay. Um, Hardcastle says pardon, pardoning provisions exist at the federal level and Ottawa has used them to offer exemptions to those convicted of simple criminal possessions of cannabis. Hardcastle says a similar framework for COVID-19 public health violations would be unusual at the provincial level, but could be done if Smith's government passes a bill to set up the framework. She could pass a legislation to do this, said Hardcastle, an associate in the University of Calgary's Faculty of Law who specializes in health law and policy. I think, though, that given her other pilot policy priorities, I'm not sure she would do that, particularly given the heat that she's taken in recent days for some of her comments around interfering in other ways with those cases. And it goes through the history of this. And again, it's not meant to cast Danielle Smith in a negative light. I think that if she campaigned on this, she was talking about giving amnesty, vacating charges to Art Pulowski and all, all of the rest of it. It was a almost almost a crown jewel. If it wasn't the central crown jewel, it was one of the, the other ones, right? It was one of the secondary ones. You're like, ooh, that crown jewel is nice, but that other one's really nice too. Um, so it's one of those things where she pushed hard and people expected something. And in her province, four guys are sitting in limbo, in legal limbo without due process. And she says, you know, I can't even visit them. I can't do it. I can't do anything. Because why? Because the NDP media are going to really just like me. Like they're going to really get mad at me about it. Like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's a, a piss poor excuse, if you ask me. If that's one of the crown jewels of her promise, right, to get the job, then maybe she should m make movements in that direction to regain control of the judiciary. I, the fact that they're not following the law in due process, or, or help me understand how Danielle Smith knows they're in remand pretrial and have been for two years and have been denied bail hearings for 600 plus days. And she's still saying, yeah, you know, man, shucks, I wish I could do something. I mean, like, I really do wish I could do something. I've seen other people make entire podcasts 
off of just the coots for. And I think it's gauche. Like, I, I don't think that that's, it, that seems like it's more about them getting fame off the back of these other guys rather than just doing the duty that's necessary. But it seems like, like I'd like to help, but I don't know practically what I can do. But if I was in Danielle Smith's position of premier, practically there's a lot she could do and she's not and I don't get it. I don't understand it. I wish I could understand how she can, if she could cogently explain to me where we were at with this and and then explain why she couldn't intervene rather than kind of the general platitudes of it all, I would maybe have more tolerance for it. But I just, I don't have any tolerance for these bullshit answers. Here's the rest of the article that I highlighted here. Smith's office asked if the premier would consider such a bill, said in a one-line statement, the government of Alberta is not contemplating any such legislation. I would be calling the minister of justice into my office every single day. What's the update on those four men? Nothing? Have you made calls? Why not? If not, why not? Who's in charge of it? Who's in charge of it today? Why is it the same person? They seem biased. Smith has come under fire over COVID-19 prosecutions. Move them out of the province if you can't do anything. Move them to Ontario for a trial. Like, get them out of the way of these people. Get them out of the clutches of these people. I don't think Ontario is any better. Probably way worse for courts. But I'm just saying get movement on the on the freaking thing. You know what I'm saying? Because if they got any kind of... Um, off, if they got any kind of time, likely time served would be enough. Like, it's ridiculous what's going on. And it frustrates me because we should be able to do something. We should be able to pressure the government to apply their own laws and their own standards of a speedy trial. Um, and the fact that they've been rotting away there should be also grounds to say that this should be dismissed on its face because it's uh, abusive to these people. Like you have used the law to punish these people without trial. You have committed a crime by doing this. Frustrating. And Danielle Smith doesn't have, like you haven't thought about this or you have thought about this and I'm way wrong, right? I'd love to hear the rationale, but she's not going to come on my podcast. Probably. I don't know. She went on Sean Newman. Um, Anyway, it's a bit frustrating. She says, there's no question that once the wheels of justice roll on certain cases, there really isn't anything a politician can do other than watch it play out. Smith told Newman. That's the kind of decision-making we have to leave to the Crown prosecutors. Smith has delivered multiple and at times contradictory explanations for who she talked to and what was talked about regarding the prosecutions. Just before Christmas, she told Rebel News that she was meeting with prosecutors and urging them to consider that she believes the public is no longer on side with prosecuting such cases. She said that she also asked prosecutors to consider the cases were failing in court. Last week in a scrum with reporters, Smith repeated that she was talking to prosecutors but didn't mention that she had asked them to consider factors unique to the COVID-19 cases. Instead, she said she only reminded, reminded prosecutors of the overarching guidelines for pursuing any case. It has to be in the public interest and it has to have a reasonable chance of conviction. So when she says this, could she not elaborate and say maybe the Coots Ford don't, isn't prosecuting that. Prosecuting that is not in the public interest and they don't have a reasonable chance of conviction as the whole effing emergencies act was illegal. Like, right? Like, is there not a case to make here? And I can't believe that she's like, oh man, shucks, you know, my hands are tied. And she made the same case on Tucker's stage as is made in this article, right? So it's just, to me, it's a very, very poor showing from somebody who people were really excited about. And I'm sorry that I'm sorry that I have to ask her. What's your game, Daniel Smith? Liz Churchill says the audience in Canada gathering to see Tucker Carlson is 10 times larger than the audience our state TV has all year. Canadians want to hear the truth. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Is Tucker the truth? 
Amazing Polly is skeptical. Amazing Polly is skeptical about the Coots guys too. So she was wondering, she's, she's wondering, are these guys really what we've been told? And I don't know. And I asked her, tell me more about what you think. And I haven't heard back. So, no. um, but here's Tucker Carlson. This is him talking about, go back to Cuba. So he's talking about how awful Justin Trudeau is here. Here we go. Oh, you know, <laughs> go to Canadian Tire for an hour. Uh, Justin, can you watch my kids? do that. But you hand him your country. It's totally cool. Don't worry. He's a good skirt. Um, but he will collapse under the weight of his own ludicrousness and go back to Cuba or do whatever he does. But, but, you know, I don't know if that's true or not, but it's just too great to check. Though so if I ever meet him, I'm going to demand a 23 in me, like right away. Uh, <laughs> that was actually pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Um, so it was funny. Here is uh, Kian highlighting this part. This was humbling to watch Premier Smith mention CBC to Tucker and listen to the visceral reaction from the crowd. Surreal to hear how they reacted to the counter signal right after. It means we're doing something right. So that, here we go. I accept interviews and have conversations with everyone because I think it's important for me to make sure that the world knows how incredible Alberta is. And it's my job to make sure that I can tell your audience that too. So just, uh, I know CBC is here, so you can call me on that one if you want. But to answer the question- Thank you for those boos, well deserved. <laughs> I should mention, he and Bexty from Counter Signals here as well, as is Derek. <laughs> Good job, Kian, right? So there you go. Although, I mean, I don't know. That whole thing with being like the conservative, the CPC's mouthpiece is a little weird, right? The whole coordinated attacks on Bernie and stuff, that's weird. Anyway, back to this. Chief Nerd highlights this. Tucker has questions about Canada's assisted suicide program. It's a government murder, by the way. I don't want to call it made because made sounds too nice when the goal is just to kill people and very specific people as Tucker quite astutely points out. Here we go. You're killing 50,000 of your citizens if the government is doing that through the MAID program. And a lot of them are not actually terminally ill, they're just sad. And the government is encouraging them to submit to being killed by the government. And then we'll release the recent statistics. Like, what is that? What is that? Yeah, it's genocide. That's exactly what it is. It's killing large groups of people. And who are those people, by the way? We don't, we don't know, because your government has increased the stat. What percentage of those are born in Canada? I bet right around 100%. So if you're a government, you have the duty to your citizens, people who are from here, people whose ancestors built the place, not exclusively to them, but primarily to them, to your citizens. Like, why else do you exist except to serve your citizens? And if you're targeting your citizens, how many people who arrived in Canada in the last 10 years have opted into the main program? I don't know the answer. I bet around zero. That's all people are from here. Another government brags, oh, we're saving money because they died. That's the darkest thing I can imagine. I bet there's zero conversation about that in this country because I know this country and I know what it's like. It's too horrible. No one wants to talk about it. You should talk about it. But more than anything, you should internalize the message of that, which is they hate me. They hate me to the point they're willing to kill me, which they are. And the third thing is notice the erosion of your most basic civil liberties, not the ones granted to you by the crown, but the ones granted to you by God. And those would include the freedom of speech, Woo! which is inalienable. It cannot be taken from you no matter 
who is in Ottawa, your rights remain the same because you were born with them because you are not a slave, you're a human being. Woo! You have inherent dignity because God made you. We'll leave it there. Um, so, yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. The, this is um, talking about made in a different fashion. The idea that offering safe poisonous injections or safe whatever fentanyl uh, is somehow not an attempt by the government to kill you. And trying to give it to your children behind your back is also your government trying to kill your children. So why do you tolerate that? And I think, again, good point by Tucker. Here we go. It's not an expression of compassion. Fentanyl is the number one killer of people under 40 in the United States. Number one. There's no safe dosage of fentanyl. It's a poison. Manufactured in Mexico with Chinese precursors designed to kill people, and it does. And so to hand that to children without their parents' knowledge is what? An attempt to kill your children. What else could it be? That's not compassion. There's no other way to read that. And I just fear if you're in the middle of a society that says that's okay, or it's on the spectrum of okay, it's something that we should consider, you may lose sight of the fact that that's not only completely unacceptable, it's a declaration of war against you and your children. It's not an expression of compassion. Yep. So, what do we do about that? We should respond. We should respond as if they mean what they're doing because they do. The government was told by the court, you acted illegally and violated charter rights of Canadians. And they said, we're going to appeal. Hussein says Tucker Carlson, while having a conversation with Alberta Premier Smith, challenges CBC to interview him and put it on TV. And uh, they won't even ask him a question. Here we go. So I think that we can do a lot to make sure that the Americans know that we are here to provide energy security. We are a great friend, great ally, great neighbor, and we just need to get the political leadership to realize that we are a friend. Then my three-word piece of advice would be stop being embarrassed about who you are. You have nothing to be embarrassed about. They got marching orders before this not to put it on TV. Are you kidding? They won't put it on TV. They can't do that. They're not allowed, right? Unless they're unless they're showing Tucker Carlson being arrested by, you know, and like perp walked, right? Full, full blown the whole deal. Unless they're doing that and they think the charges are gonna stick, or you know, what well, they're just gonna keep him in remand for a couple of years. Right? <laughs> Andy Lee says Tucker boldly goes where no corporate media has gone before. He speaks about the assault on Christianity. I thought this was good. I thought this was interesting. And he, he, he says I am a Christian, but that's not the reason that I'm telling you this. It's because of what they're doing to the Christians that should have you worried. You don't have to be a Christian to hear this message. I, I don't think. Here we go. Get down! Get oh, hold on. <laughs> too fast. Too fast. He's out of control in Canada. He says, okay, one more time. Get down! I'm out of control! Unleashed in Canada! <laughs> um... The last thing I'll say, which also may be controversial because it sounds like a parochial concern or some sort of, you know, weird religious thing or something, and it's not. But take a look at what they're doing to your Christians. And I say this for a couple of, I am a Christian, but that's not why I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this because there's 
there's kind of no more inoffensive and peaceful group in the world than the Christians. In fact, there isn't. Their religion tells them, commands them to turn the other cheek and to put the concerns of others above their own concerns. So if you have a problem with those precepts, explain it to me. Speak slowly so I can understand. I think every person in this room, regardless of your faith, can agree, yeah, I'm for that. I wish I was more like that. That's good. We need more of those people in society. Serve others for the sake of service. People who pray for their enemies. Who does that? Who would pray for an enemy? No one, except the Christians, and they do. They're commanded to. So if you're hassling that group, maybe you've got another agenda that we should be concerned about, even if we're not in that group. If we burn 90 of their churches to the ground, and the prime minister and his little weird buddies are endorsing that, burning churches, if you're on the side of burning churches, let me just say, I don't need any other facts of the case, you're on the wrong side. If you're throwing preachers in prison for preaching the Christian gospel, not for hurting anyone, not for making pipe bombs, not for trying to castrate other people's children, not for importing millions of people into your country who are not going to have work, just for the crime of preaching the Christian gospel, you go to jail at the same time when they're encouraging your kids to do drugs and not just fentanyl, but weed. Don't raise your hand if you have a 15-year-old son. <laughs> it goes into weed and saying that this has been done. Well, I'll let but come up to me after and tell me what you think of legalized weed. For real. And, and if you have a 15-year-old son, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They did that to you and to your son on purpose. And so in a country like that, in a world like that, if you think that preaching the gospel is so dangerous that the people who do it need to be in prison in shackles, you're serving someone other than the people of Canada, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yep. Sure do. Uh, Son of a bench says Tucker Carlson ends his speech in Calgary calling out Trudeau and his liberal party. Those who ignore burning of churches, those who put pastors in prison, those who legalize weed for teenagers. They're not working for you. They're not working for the Canadian people. They're working for somebody else. Danielle Smith says a packed house in Edmonton, Alberta to witness free debate, thought and expression. We need more of this from all sides. Thank you for thank you to Conrad Black, Jordan Peterson and Tucker Carlson for coming. Um, so there you go. Maxine Bernier was there too. He says, I'm at the Tucker Carlson event in Calgary with like-minded people who want to liberate Canada from Trudeau. And uh, he's, here we go. Hello, everybody. I'm in Alberta, in Calgary. And um, with like-minded people here to see uh, Tucker, as you can see. But I believe all of the people here must have uh, took the right deal. There are people that know what is happening in our country is not right and we need to fight for our rights and you can always count on us, on me, on the People's Party of Canada to do that. Stay strong and free. So there you go. So everybody's, well, lots of people are there, but conservatives weren't there because they were at an emergency cabinet meeting or emergency whatever meeting. I think it was just cabinet um, talking about what to do about the uh, legal decision that came out yesterday calling the emergency order against uh, against the law and um, and uh, violating the basic charter rights of canadians and illegal right um ultra v-ray pierre polyev is responding to that and he says the truth comes out when trudeau can't hide behind his ski buddy rouleau or johnston um, or bureaucratic cro cronies 
sign here, blah, blah, blah. Um, Toronto Sun is reporting, Historic Emergencies Act ruling vindicates freedom convoy. This is the kind of outcome we get when the person making decisions is not someone you share a ski chalet with. Yeah, right. And this one, like the Rouleau Commission was, it didn't have any weight. Like it didn't, there was no, it didn't, wasn't precedent setting. It, it was just there. It was a, a wet noodle to make Trudeau, uh, well, it was supposed to honestly review the Emergencies Act, but it was made into a farce by Trudeau and he couldn't make this one into a farce, I guess. So he'll water it down, send it to the Supreme Court where they'll make it into a farce and he'll get away with it, right? Um, CPAC is reporting, and this is from the 23rd, so a couple of days ago. We re respect very much Canadian independent judiciary or Canada's independent judiciary. However, we do not agree with this decision. It doesn't really matter if they agree or not, right? Like here's Freeland to, to tell us. So we are aware of the court decision. We have discussed it with the prime minister, with cabinet colleagues, with senior federal government officials and experts. We respect very much Canada's independent judiciary. However, we do not agree with this decision and respectfully, we will be appealing it. I would just like to take a moment to remind Canadians of how serious the situation was in our country when we took that decision. They were joking about tanks, right? They were, they were how many tanks do you think we'll need? Hmm, right? Like super serious, right? They were very heavy hearted, right? Like, ha ha ha, good one. Uh, Larry Brock says the outcome of Justice Mosley's decision is quite different from the outcome of the Rouleau Commission. This case has the binding weight of precedent to appeal given the detailed reasons in this decision, the government will have a mountain to climb. They don't like climbing mountains. Um, they will pay other people to climb the mountain for them. They'll get some consultants, right? And the consultants will outsource it to the Sherpas and the Sherpas will climb the mountain and the liberals will claim. Hello everyone, thanks very much for watching. This is just a short version of a longer show. If you'd like to get the whole show, you can go over to canadapoly.com and sign up for a subscription. Just look in the drop down tab for shop and donate and look for subscriptions and you'll get immediate access to the full show. Love to see you. Thanks for watching everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful.